This is Saturday Morning Mysteries. And we're your hosts, Alexis and Grace. Hello, everyone. Good morning, and welcome back to another episode of Saturday Morning Mysteries, where we're your hosts. I'm Alexis. I'm Grace. And it's Grace's turn to totally mess mm-hmm. with our minds today ha! and yeah. attempt to walk yes. us through the crimes and antics that go down in yet another episode of our new show. I guess not really new anymore, actually. We're five episodes yeah. in. But anyways, <laughs> Jabber Jaw. Yes. <laughs> it still seems new to us because every every day we talk about the show, it's 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 a new adventure. It's, it's new a world. Ride. A new world, a new scene. A new villain. A new yeah. villain. Yeah. Yes. So excited to hear about what new things go down today and great your episode. <laughs> great. Are glad. you excited to tell us? <laughs> I am very excited to tell us. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, and nervous. today <laughs> you should be. Absolutely. Um, today I am doing the seventh episode of this again, single season. Uh, one hit wonder show. One hit wonder. And yes, um, like you said, uh, yeah, this episode it's gonna be no different than our other ones. Wild, a bit unhinged, full of some wild speculation as well. Um, yes. including some backstory speculation, which I'm glad we got Clamhead in last episode. Yeah, uh, with his speculation, we've got a little more for some other folks today. Okay. Um. And we start off today with what I think so far is the coolest undersea ship yet, like the coolest submarine situation yet. Um, It's green and yellow, but it's in the shape of like a very sleek, streamlined shark. So it's got Mm. like kind of like the where like the windshield, you know, front windshield is, is kind of like the snout and like eyes of the shark and super sleek. Um, Mm. But... (laughs) <laughs> the coolness stops oh, no. as soon as we enter the ship because all of the ship's crew are, you know, in like the normal like wet suits that everyone wears in this world that are matching the colors of the ship, but on their hoods that they're all wearing, they have little shark fins, <laughs> little dorsal fins. <laughs> Which is not intimidating at all. Um, and it's even funnier because we can tell who the captain of the ship is because his dorsal fin is bigger than everyone else's. Bigger. Yeah. Uh-huh. Someone it's like someone tried to staple a bigger one onto their helmet and he <laughs> killed them. He's like tossed them off uh-huh. the ship. <laughs> Immediately just zapped them overboard it's to like the shark. To him. Yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. And it's like so big that it's like almost like a mohawk. <laughs> level of big um he also like has a cape or something so that you know he, he knows he's the captain okay. but he's, also and dramatic <laughs> yes very dramatic and we again the coolness of the outside of the ship stops because we're introduced indeed to this commander this captain of the ship and his name is commander shark Is he, he's, they're humans though, right? Yeah, they're humans. humans. Okay, yeah, yeah. Dressed up like sharks. Poor boy. 
Okay. Oh, yeah. Wanna be sharp, perhaps. He um so... no one has ever told this man no. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely the vibe. As we will see, <laughs> like all of the villains, they're only surrounded by yes men. That's how like... all of these plots get so unhinged, is that no one says, let's sleep on it and think about it a little more overnight. Imagine how insane this guy has to be to have henchmen who are willing to stand up and say yes i am a henchman for a villain named commander shark yes like, he has I think... to he has to like torture them or like be the most evil person ever because why would you why would you put that on your resume yes i would like a dorsal fin on my hood yeah and also all of them kind of have flippers as uh, in their 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 wetsuits got little flipper feet so they're all kind of walking around <laughs> like how you have to walk with flippers yeah so again you just like hear like from... the splatting every like <laughs> so like again from the, the entire ship outside very intimidating <laughs> as soon as you enter the ship you're like is this just a club <laughs> like is this just like a, a make-believe club y'all wish you were sharks like what yeah what's happening here interesting but anyways um the little sharky cronies milling about this ship are reporting to commander shark that their radar has honed in on the ambassador's ship this is an ambassador of aquatina i guess i don't know what country that's supposed to be argentina it doesn't matter oh yeah probably great great thinking Aqua so, tea. That sounds like a mar- like a cocktail. Yeah, it probably is, honestly. <laughs> and we learn here, of course, the plot pretty much up front. Commander Shark, as per usual, plans to overtake the undersea world. This mm-hmm. time, it's the most straightforward plan we've seen thus far, perhaps. Um, even though it's arguably, well... They're all crazy, so they're really hard to accomplish. But, like, this one, like, in reality would be the hardest to accomplish in the sense Mm -hmm. that, you know, the shark gang here, these sharkies, um, their plan is to kidnap world leaders one by one, thus taking each city slash country slash whatever this undersea government situation is um, one by one with each kidnapping. So, like, yeah, kidnap, like, a leader of the country, hold it ransom become their ruler mm-hmm. okay i mean cool. like that's how like coups happen is just like yeah get the leader out of there i'm the leader now i'm the captain now mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um i think that's that's commander shark's plan it's straightforward great got it but like all of them you said mm-hmm. all the world leaders okay mm-hmm. that's these if nothing else he's ambitious put a pin in that question for a, a while okay. later Um, Okay, but we will address it somewhat now just by the question of like our previous ongoing question of like what the undersea world government is Mm -hmm. because in some places it's like a city council making congressional level decisions but now the way to take over Aquatina is to take the ambassador I don't really know it will come up later in this episode yeah so like it will come up like what like we'll get another glance at this world government situation, but needless to say, it won't help it make more sense. 
Okay, cool. That's yeah. fine. Honestly, we'll I would rather it we'll make more less sense. <laughs> yeah, like every piece of information gets more confusing as if more information is supposed to help, but it doesn't. Okay, cool. So we will never that. paint a picture of this yeah. this universe that Jabberjaw takes place in. It's honestly the most successful government ever because you don't know who's in charge ever. <laughs> Leave them yeah, wondering. everyone that works for the government's like no one ever asks us for help because no one knows that who we, we are. do things yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> kind of nice. so we cut to the ambassador on his ship um he's having a meal with the ship's captain discussing how much longer this trip will be one of them kind of waves over you know their like server whoever's bringing them their meal um and it's undoubtedly the worst server you could possibly ever imagine in your life. It's Bubbles. <laughs> what is she doing there? Okay. <laughs> she pulls up with an apron and a notepad to, you know, like kind of take their order back to the kitchen saying, at your service, Captain. And of course, whatever they order, she fucks it up. She haphazardly just like writes it down. As soon as they like try to correct her, she's already off back to the kitchen of this ship to give the order in where we find the galley, the ship's crew being the rest of the Neptunes. We see Biff, <laughs> Clamhead, and Shelly all wearing chef's hats. Although Biff and Clamhead are the two chefs, while Shelly very angrily is on dish duty and Jabberjaw is on cleaning duty. And to no surprise, they're all in fighting. The documentary filmmakers are cutting, cut, 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 yeah. who's yelling at who like this time. Film makes itself. It's Truly. Um, primarily, Shelly, of course, I will say rightfully though, is snapping at Biff that they wouldn't have to be working in the kitchen to earn our trip to Aquatina if Biff hadn't lost our tickets on this ship. So basically, oh, as per usual, Biff <laughs> had a plan, absolutely fucked it up immediately. Um, it seems that this is like a public transportation ship, even though this high-level ambassador is on it. Presumably the Neptune. He's in every all- he, he's an every man. <laughs> he's shaking hands, kissing babies, et cetera, et cetera. It's like got how they position. call Joe Biden Amtrak Joe. This is the sea bus ambassador. <laughs> Aquaship ambassador. Yeah. <laughs> um and presumably the Neptunes got on this ship. And after it took off is when their tickets were checked, which reminds me of like old timey trains. I feel like that's what it's always depicted as happening. Mm-hmm. But sometime between here and there, Biff lost their tickets. And instead of getting the boot, they offered to earn their trip and getting sent to the kitchens. One, I realized, where's the rest of the, the crew, the ship's <laughs> crew? Did they just not have one? Or was it like... <laughs> This is your minimum wage job, and all of a sudden a great white shark comes in, so you just fucking quit that day on the spot. You're just like, no, I don't get paid enough. 
I don't know what's funnier, the concept of them like not having a crew, like, well, we got to go. Oh, well. <laughs> or like them firing their entire crew because they're like, well, these people need to get on board. So yeah, we and don't pay we them. Don't have, and we don't have to pay them. Exactly. So you guys are fired. Yeah. <laughs> that was my other thought, too, of just like free labor. Bye. I think um, I like that they just didn't have a crew, actually. <laughs> They're like, oh, shit. I guess yeah. we did need one of those. Of course you could earn your keep. You know how to turn on an oven? Get back there. Um, but I also think Biff never had tickets to begin with. I think he absolutely <laughs> liked the band. Being like, yeah, we totally have tickets. And absolutely just smuggled them aboard. Earning their keep this way was their plan B, but he was like, I cannot have a paper trail with my, my name on it of where we're going next. Norkin so, Clamhead. Yeah, Norkin Clamhead. As, as past speculation. Exactly, yeah. Bubbles is like, please put my name out there. <laughs> please, someone, I've been kidnapped this whole time. Please, someone cared for me. <laughs> no one has. <laughs> so um yes again amid all this infighting like i mentioned you know this band documentary crew is eating it up really yes. getting these zoom ins on the drums when the ship suddenly starts swerving and rocking and it seems like mm. it's hitting turbulence so the whole the neptunes all run to the window and they see actual sharks whizzing by their windows some of whom are holding giant nets in their mouths that they're like mm. dropping down upon the ambassador's ship. And when the nets hit the ship, the bottom of the nets have like almost like jet propulsion, like anchors in them. So as soon oh, as wow. like the, yeah, the sharks like throw it on, it like juts down into the ground and is like bringing this like ambassador's ship down to the ground um because it can't mm. free it now sharks with like essentially spear nets sounds pretty cool except yeah these sharks are still a part of commander shark's crew which means oh they're no also <laughs> oh, no. Kind of, like, unintimidating outfits because yes these actual sharks have outfits on too. <laughs> and dear listeners and viewers, come with me on this description journey. Oh boy. Okay. Picture this. A real shark. A real shark who perhaps in their day job of being a regular shark also is a male cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> what it's like no not like a cheer outfit just the crop top of it it's like skin tight like green and yellow it like go it goes from like behind their gills to their start of their dorsal fin it's got two slits for their like pectoral fins, so their side fins, but it's like a deep V. <laughs> and again, <laughs> green and yellow to match the rest of the crew, the rest of the team. Commander oh Sharks. Oh my team. god. 
I cannot wait to watch this. Okay. I think Commander well, Shark, I'm know, realizing now, yeah. is very lonely. <laughs> he spent so much time designing those outfits, obviously. He's like, if we're going to take over the world, at least my henchmen will look cute. Yeah. And everyone will know we're a part of the team that I definitely was not picked last on in school every time. <laughs> Because I'm the captain have... of this scene. They call me commander. It's like because he forces them to. Yeah, they're all kidnapped. All of this crew is already kidnapped, like ambassadors who are like, <laughs> they can't get out of the crew. Um, and also inexplicably, that I I do a lot of wild speculation in this episode, and I well, we it can was do. too much to even bother for this because every time <laughs> every time <laughs> you got proven wrong or like plot twist totally took you off track of your speculation well here's the thing it's like i couldn't speculate as to why this is happening that every time <laughs> we see these like actual sharks in this outfit <laughs> we hear like a jaguar roar like we see them and it's like in the background for no no it's only once per time they show up on screen but it happens every time the the audio team was like wait didn't you say they're tiger sharks (laughs) you know what Thank you. This is our speculation about it because I could not figure it out. <laughs> I love sharks. I did think about trying to figure out what type they were, but there was so much already in this episode I didn't bother. Yeah. That's the reason why. Like, Thank you. But a tiger and a jaguar have like very different <laughs> yes. growls. I mean, I guess I don't really know what a tiger or a, a jaguar growl sounds like, but I know what a tiger one sounds like. Yeah. And actually but... there's only like a handful of actual big cats that like roar and that kind of stuff yeah um yeah anyways it's it's a thing that i'm watching these cheerleader sharks who are growling like a jaguar throwing nets on a ship is what's happening okay don't think too hard about it's like why are we talking about big cats on this show about a shark And if you're not angry enough about this already, Alexis, Bubbles' response to all of this is, wow, look at this circus act. So. Well, now I'm they pissed. Should, they should. Have. <laughs> if you weren't angry, now you're pissed. Yeah, thanks. And I will say, I think rightfully, Jabberjaw takes offense to this. He's like, sharks are not a circus act, Bubbles. Mm. So he decides. Good for him. Yeah, like, to, he's like, look, those are my brethren out there. I'll go talk to them shark to shark. Figure out what's going on. Why are they attacking this ship? So he swims out. And immediately the sharks start zooming at Jabberjaw, growling, of course, trying to mm-hmm. attack him. And so he has to jump back into the ship. Um, Oops. Immediately. Yeah, it did not go well. And yeah. as Jabberjaw is flying back into the ship, being like, they don't like me. We are not friends. <laughs> um, they are a part of a circus. Yeah, correct. They could only be a part of a circus if they're being that rude to me. It could only be an act. 
Um, and as Jabberjaw is getting back into the ship, we see Commander Shark and some of his shark cronies uh, basically invading the ship as well mm. and starting to go after the ambassador, who, of course, uh, books it immediately away from this weirdly clad gang of people coming after him. <laughs> So he runs to the closest door, which is the kitchen, which, of course, is where the Neptunes are. And without hesitation, they vow to help the ambassador. Um, and he, not having anywhere else to turn, accepts their help, being like, you gotta hide me. We're in a ship. I can't just jump off the fucking ship here. <laughs> and they just throw him, like, into a locker, like, possibly a meat locker. Oh. And they go about, like going back to their normal kitchen duties as if nothing happened. But of yeah. course, probably to no surprise of anyone, they are bad actors. So when Commander Shark and two of his cronies enter the kitchen, the Neptunes are like, wow, these dishes are so dirty. Time to mop the floor. Mop, mop, mm -hmm. mop. <laughs> oh my God. So It's Bubbles who like has never had to do anything ever in her life. She's like, I got this, everyone. And it's like holding course... the mop upside down. <laughs> like mopping the ceiling. Yeah. Just mopping each other. <laughs> so, of course, Commander Shark is like, where's the ambassador? <laughs> um, and he gets out a laser gun. And, of course, mm. like idiots, they all start acting like they're now cleaning the locker that the ambassadors hit it in, which is just obviously like, oh, so he's in there. <laughs> like, no, why would you say that? No, this locker no. has nothing to do with the ambassador. The who? The what? Which what are you ambassador? looking for? <laughs> oh, which door? we'll bring you. We'll bring your meal out to you soon, sir. Please don't enter the kitchen. Can we help <laughs> you? Which would have been the move, but no. Instead, they're like. Clean, clean this locker. And yes, the commander points the laser gun at them. And the Neptunes at this point are like, it's not worth it. So they move <laughs> out of the way. <laughs> and yes, the ambassador gets snatched by Commander Shark. And they go back to the ship. And why I know the attitude was, it's not worth it. It's because when this happens... And, like, literally the ambassador being like, help me, help me, as he's getting, like, dragged away by, like, these shark people. The Biff literally looks at the gang and is like, well, we tried our best. <laughs> and Jabberjaw is like, yeah, no one can blame us that he got kidnapped. We tried. And, like, it's kind there of true. Is, there's bare minimum, and then <laughs> below that, there's what they did. <laughs> <laughs> right they were like we're not gonna get blamed for handing him over negotiating with terrorists we're gonna have plausible deniability exactly we got this <laughs> which also i'm like where was the security for the ambassador but again like you said he's yeah. of the people and then also <laughs> just so funny that like maybe they're also like look we barely just got this kitchen duty job before getting booted off this boat. We need the ride to Aquatina for our gig. We cannot get mixed up to anything else. So the vibe yeah. is like, sucks to suck. Sorry. 
<laughs> we need this money. Although, imagine how much money you'd make for protecting the ambassador. But you might also die. So yeah. Mm. So at that sucks point, to yeah. suck ambassador. <laughs> yeah, sucks to suck. Sorry. Are you the ambassador of sucks to suck Aquaenia? Great. Yeah. No. Well. No. Okay. Then. Well. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> but unfortunately for them, they will not be able to move on as they were hoping to, because as soon as they arrive in Aquatina, they immediately get arrested for aiding and abetting Commander Shark's kidnapping of the ambassador. <laughs> like they are brought off the ship by like robocops and brought like straight to like a sheriff or like the commander or whatever so where yeah, is it didn't go well where where is the evidence for this i need to see the warrant excuse me <laughs> excuse me officers well what are you basing this off of pause that thought for a second okay there's a few things mm-hmm the first thing, which is not relevant to your comment or plot in any way, but for some reason, this, like, sheriff that the RoboCops are reporting them to, who's arresting the gang, <clears throat> is dressed as what I can only describe an 1800s colonial British man going to Zimbabwe for a safari. <laughs> like, that is his outfit. <laughs> With, like, the little hard hat and everything. Uh-huh. what yeah that's the fit i can't get a good feel for this underwater world <laughs> i really can't we so see... much culture and <laughs> yeah we like briefly see like them getting off this ship into thus like bits and pieces of this country slash city the rest of it just looks like a high-tech normal like <laughs> place just a single man dressed like this and he was on it. He was on his way to a costume party when he got caught into the office. Yeah, to arrest these people for an international diplomacy emergency. Yeah. Yes, like meet the ambassador looking like this. <laughs> exactly. This is like his country's formal wear yeah. or something for like formal events. So, um, what is relevant to the plot though is that. Everybody starts yelling about their innocence and that they were trying to help the ambassador. But yeah. this 1800s colonizer man is not hearing it <laughs> until, and I hate to tell you this, Alexis, but uh -oh. you and Shelly were on the same page. That Shelly says, where is the evidence? You cannot hold us. And in fact, I can prove that we're innocent. Yeah. Hate her, but she's smart. <laughs> I know. See, she is. She's kind of like the only brains of this operation. Yeah. And she's mad about it all the time, I think. Yeah. Um, she's like, I'm so mad I'm with these idiots. Surrounded by absolute morons. Yes. And a couple more things here mm -hmm. on that exact note. Because this stops everyone in their tracks, including me. Um, and it made me start thinking about a previous theory of yours and now a new theory of mine your theory being are the neptunes somehow connected to aliens right mm -hmm. i think we've established biff and clamhead are not they've just been in a lot of underground cd um mob and organized crime violence mm -hmm. but in this moment 
I realize Shelly. <laughs> Shelly, who can't stand these humans and sharks so much. Yeah. Who knew how to answer questions about aliens in the alien episode that you did. Mm-hmm. Who randomly changes her outfits in a flash and seems so <laughs> much smarter than everyone else. I think she might be down here on Earth to do recon for her alien planet. And joining mm. this human band is her cover. And this is why she's constantly mad and impatient with everyone. And like, look, she is so mean to everyone in the band all the time. So why would they keep her in the band? Also, all yeah. she brings is the tambourine. That's yeah, it. Useless. <laughs> useless member. I think her alien ab- abilities are the ability to sway people who are perhaps of feeble mind to do what she hmm. wants. Because hmm. we've seen multiple times Jabberjaw suggest a plan and then Shelly say no and they all go with her plan. Mm. And again, I don't think it works on everybody, but again, the weak-minded perhaps. Yes. So again, my theory now, she's doing long con, long recon for how her planet can come to rule this underwater world. Yeah. Again, wherever alien planet she is from has this ability to sway people easily. And I think it's why she's always down to fight the bad guys. This is her planet to eventually rule, not theirs, which she did say to aliens before in your episode. Like, get off. This is my turf. I think she meant it. Mm -hmm. And I (laughs) think she was not acting. (laughs) Yeah. She was like, back up, bro. I claimed this territory. We claimed this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think even more so this is the case because when Shelly says they'll prove their innocence and can do so in the next 24 hours, the colonizer British guy agrees. He says, okay, great. (laughs) Who knew it was that easy? Take lessons in police interrogation from Shelly. Just like, oh, give your evidence. Give me one day. Okay. Take the cuffs off, guys. Let, let yeah. them free. Back on the you streets. You just have to be <laughs> a kind of mean alien who has the ability to very persuasively sway people who are um, more dumb than you to do your bidding. Yeah. So they Get allow that. Yeah. They're <laughs> yeah. <So> like, okay, <laughs> sounds good. And so, yeah, to like, your credit, to your question of like, where is like the warrant and that kind of stuff? Shelly doesn't give a fuck. She's like, yeah, I got this. Right. I've got the evidence. Um, concerning though that like because if they are guilty, this is a very serious crime. <laughs> so like, if the police chief is wrong about this, mm-hmm. like, how dumb is he going to look in the future? If he was like, okay, go ahead, come back tomorrow, yeah. and they never come back. <laughs> and also, like, the first forty-eight hours are the most intense hours when you have to find somebody who's been kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. like. Just give up 24 more hours. Like, okay. Don't just give up 24 more seconds after you have your first suspects. (laughs) Yeah. And be like, phew, you're going to take this over. Absolute number one suspects or at least star witnesses. Great. Great. Oh, you mean star witnesses slash suspects need to go get evidence of something and we're giving them 24 hours? Awesome. I'm starting to get worried about the schedule's busy work. (laughs) Yeah, about the amount of paperwork. International paperwork I was going to have to do. Yeah. Uh, And I also think in this moment, Biff and Clamhead are like, 
Phew, because obviously they don't want to get arrested either. Yes. Um, so they're on board with Shelly's plan of like, yeah, good, good. you got to plant some evidence. I mean, prove our innocence around <laughs> the evidence. <laughs> that, that, that. <laughs> I mean, what? Classic slip. <laughs> yeah, classic. Um, you didn't hear anything, colonizer man. We got to go. what was that no yeah who said what so back in commander shark's ship um or actually maybe his like headquarters now is where we are um the ambassador is being held obviously prisoner and is yelling at commander shark who's sitting up on like some you know fancy throne situation um the ambassador is saying your plan will never work. It will require more sharks than are in the whole ocean to accomplish your plan. Which I have a lot of questions in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> because our this once simple plot of just let's kidnap everyone. Let's kidnap all the world leaders. Thus, I will be the world leader. Yeah. Was too straightforward for this show. Yeah. <laughs> You feel like something's off. It was too common sense for this yeah. show. So before we hear the whole plot line here, one, to this ambassador's statement of you would need more sharks than the whole world's oceans have to accomplish your plan. So like you said way earlier, how many world leaders are there? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. In this what? world. Like, thousands millions millions a hundred i don't know is it like every city has a leader who needs to be kidnapped right are there like every country yeah are there like coalitions of cities you can just kidnap the head of that like yeah what are we talking here yeah Yeah, because there are a lot of sharks in the ocean thank you that is my next (laughs) question is why would it take so many sharks like there can't be that many world leaders so, like, are sharks extinct by 2076 almost? Mm. Like, that's why it's so Ooh. wild because... Maybe there was a crusade against them and that's why people hate Jabber so much. Okay, I'll stop Here's talking. Go ahead. a fun real-life <laughs> fact for you. Did you know yeah. that every year there are... Or how many, I guess will be my question, how many sharks do you think get killed because of humans every year? Oh, God, way more than sharks that kill humans. That's yes. for sure. <laughs> yes. I don't even know. Hun- hundreds, maybe thousands around the entire world. Hundreds. 73 to 100 million sharks get killed every Whoa. year. Yeah. Yep. Wait, it's like, wait, 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 wait. 70, say that number. 73, 73 to, to 100 million sharks. I learned that from Tooth and Claw. Um, get killed okay, nice, every nice. year from humans. From okay. like fishing bycatch type of thing, like yeah, running like encounters with humans, mainly like yeah, just our um our impact on the oceans are horrible, and we are killing That's off all insane. of our sharks or like using sharks for like shark fin soup and that kind yeah. of stuff. So it is kind of plausible that in just fifty years from now, in twenty seventy six, sharks could almost be gone. Yeah. So, that's a lot. I didn't realize it was that. Is that Holy bucked? Shit. Yeah. That is a lot. This is calculated. Uh, <laughs> the crusade the shark. sharks. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I must be the only real shark. 
I am the leader of all the sharks. Yeah, but, you see these real great whites? Great whites, their fins are bigger than mine. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think so. Kill them. But I will say, actually, contrary to that, yeah, Commander Shark has thought this through. And I will say he's not a monster because he would never take sharks from the wild. He knows they're mm-hmm. at the very least wildly endangered. He would, again, never be taking them from the wild like the heathens of the two, the early 2000s are. Hi, it's us. Mm-hmm. Hi, are the problem. Instead, <laughs> he explains as he shows the ambassador his lab and his lair mm-hmm. that he has created a machine to create sharks, which is why he's not worried about having enough sharks, which okay. at first I was like, this is cool. Mm -hmm. This is some Jurassic Park shit. Like, you are going to save the ocean, sir. Uh, Then he goes on to say, (laughs) he's creating sharks by transforming human beings into sharks. Oh, shit. Okay. Wow. And thus, here comes the more complicated plot line, Mm -hmm. which basically, he is going around transforming humans into sharks But this technology he's invented, they are able to retain their human cunning and intelligence, becoming more powerful than 100 regular sharks. So basically that he's going to build this army of sharks that will be more powerful than anything and thus be able to take over all these places. But interestingly, he says, these sharks he transforms, humans to sharks, Mm -hmm. are also able to breathe air. Oh, Jesus. And we arrive now at our second piece of wild speculation, mm-hmm. which is, is this where Jabberjaw came from? Uh-huh. Was he the prototype? Yeah. And then something happened and he ended up with amnesia and went rogue a la Jason Bourne. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know why I keep assigning action movies to this show, but I need it. Because this is an action-packed show. Yes, exactly. To me, Jabberjaw entered the Neptunes because one day he woke up from whatever happened. He found drumsticks in one hand and one fin. (laughs) And like Jason Bourne, a passport that said Jabberjaw. And he assumed this new identity. As a drummer. (laughs) Turns out he like had just killed someone with those drumsticks. (laughs) They were super bloody. Covered in blood. He didn't remember why. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think all of the villains they get mixed up with not only are a part of the larger plot to take over the world, but also a part of a larger plot to take down this now oblivious great white shark Essentially, ML, ML or MKL Ultra agent yeah. Jason Bourne slash Jabberjaw. <laughs> Even more so because, interestingly, Jabberjaw is able to immediately take them to Commander Shark's headquarters mm. to find the ambassador. Yes, he does some hound dogs sniffing around. He asks some okay. creatures to directions, but I think a memory deep within was he's been there, there before. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he knows. He knows this lab. He knows this he headquarters. Knows. Yeah. Something's awakening inside of him. 
<laughs> and we do indeed see the lab that Jabberjaw has brought the gang to. Um, mm-hmm. It's bordered with like huge electric fences. It has patrol sharks everywhere ready to strike. So, of course, they need to figure out how to enter the headquarters without getting caught. Also, again, I have a lot of questions about this episode. I'm like, how are you going to uncover your... in? What evidence are you finding to prove that you're innocent? Yeah. Because you're going straight to the headquarters of the crime, which makes you look like you're in cahoots with the criminal. They're... Yeah, it also... Yeah, not good. Like if they're being tracked, they're like, oh, yeah. look, the police were like, oh, look, they're going literally to the person who we think told them to do this. Yeah. Um, their evidence is like, we're going to get this commander shark himself and get him to admit to all of it. Like, yeah, that's worked so well for you guys in the past. Right, exactly. I think the vibe is like, no, we'll just double kidnap the ambassador back, bring yeah. him to the authorities and make and have him tell everyone but if i was the ambassador i would be like these people shoved me in a locker until commander shark arrived and then did nothing when the locker was open they just handed yeah me they over. they essentially told them told commander shark where they hid me <laughs> right and then didn't do anything to save me after right. giving they, me up they cornered me so he could find me and the yeah. next time I see them is in the headquarters of the like, guy who no, kidnapped me. I think me. that they aided and abetted in my kidnapping. <laughs> yeah. Right, they're absolutely guilty. Yeah, they're hundred percent. Arrest them again, please. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I'm glad they came back. Cut them. Yeah, thank you for allowing me to tell my side of the story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um and. Clamhead has an idea of how to distract all the sharks so they can slip in without getting noticed by them and attacked by them. Because as we saw earlier, they are down to attack a great white shark. Um, They've got the numbers here, et cetera, et cetera. Kind of scary. And Clamhead's whole plan here is something that I'm like, this made it off the writer's room floor. how and whomst but you know i think it does make sense perhaps now that yeah clamhead was you know the doctor at the very least for some organized crime rings because Mm -hmm. a lot of the time you know irl organized crime like not the type you see in the godfather like is mixed up in a lot of like um uh i guess like the the world of sex and like big business in porn and that kind of stuff. Because where are you going with this on this children's cartoon? <laughs> this is why I said, how did this make off the writer's room floor? Because Clamhead gets out what he calls the inflatable female diverter shark. And it's literally oh, just a no. blow-up doll, but a fucking shark. <laughs> He I was gonna say, why does Clamhead have a shark sex doll? But I actually, yeah. I get it. I guess actually, <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. He's I like, hate that oh. I get it, but I get it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he inflates it. It's like a curvy lady shark with lipstick. I don't know, maybe some hair, and she's like shaking her hips and moving and like blowing kisses at all of the male sharks. In a moment that I wish I never experienced, frankly. 
<laughs> like I need some eye bleach of something to help me through it afterwards. Did you happen to take down the timestamp of when this happens in the episode? I need to look away or skip. Uh, I blacked out. What? what the fuck? Okay. But again, big mob business is big sex business. So yeah, I was like, this is just oh, standard yeah. issue for the mob. Welcoming he probably package, had, perhaps. He probably <laughs> yeah. welcome to the club here. Or like, yeah. uh, thanks for getting those bullets out of Fat Tony last week. Here's <laughs> we got something. We got something nice for you. Right as they pulled up and saw all of this, Sam had opened just like a doctor's bag and was like. Do we want to do this the easy way and had the blow up doll or the hard way and had like a sawed off uh, serial number erased shotgun? <laughs> Untraceable Which boy. What you guys want? Uh, let's start with the blow doll. Let's start with the yeah, blow up doll. Jabberjaw was like, you can't kill other sharks. I'm a shark. Like, this is too far, Clamhead. True, true. Yeah. Oh my God. So, wow. Okay. This that's show. a moment I, that happened. I, I, that we wish it didn't. That again, I was like, <laughs> but it did, and we can't go back. Exactly. Um, I noticed yeah. that during this show, there's a lot of points where both of us just like stop and pause before we say something. <laughs> and that's how we know it's about to get yeah. inexplicable. Exactly. Uh, it happened right before you talked about that blow up doll. So just, just. <laughs> Just know, I mean, yeah. I think it's because for me, I, had to I have like, to like get comfortable in my seat. I was like, oh god, here we go. I think for me, it's because I have to like center myself in order to get the statement out. <laughs> because otherwise, I would just never be able to say it. I have to like focus, Grace. Yes, you have fair. to get through these next ten words because I've never thought there's like a subreddit called Brand New Sentence where it's like. <laughs> I just outrageous things people say, and I think a lot of our descriptions for this are Fall under brand that. new sentences. Yes, yeah, things we never thought we'd say, and here we here are. We are okay. So inexplicably, that happens, and more so in unexplainable mysteries ways. It works. All of the surrounding sharks, okay. and even for a moment, Jabberjaw get distracted by this hottie. Apparently. Which thus allows the gang, the Neptunes, to just kind of sneak by these guards and head, head straight for Commander Shark's lair. Um, because again, does Jabberjaw deep down know the layout of this lair? I think mm -hmm. yes. Because they very easily find this ambassador. Somehow Jabberjaw has directed the Neptunes to some type of like catwalk that's above some of like the kind of like warehousey parts of this layer um yeah. and jabberjaw is like secret agenting himself down from the catwalk essentially like lowering himself down like a jewel thief and like snatches <laughs> yes exactly but he like <laughs> snatches the ambassador up basically by like is like scooping him up and mm -hmm. like covering his mouth so he doesn't obviously start fucking screaming and like yeah. starts very again swiftly and silently like a secret agent picking mm. up uh the ambassador okay going well so far oh nope there's a sigh <laughs> who yes. do you think this sigh is for because you said uh, it was just going well 
Oh man, bubbles. Fucking idiot. <laughs> and then bubbles fucking sneezes, which knocks everybody off the catwalk oh, to shit. the ground, setting off alarms absolutely everywhere. Because uh, yes, it was bubbles. It was going so smoothly, and then there was just bubbles bubbling, if you will. Bubbles got a bubble. They they want does. to get rid of her so badly. <laughs> Like, why will no one take the ransom? <laughs> Beth is willing to go into debt to pay that yeah. ransom off. Yeah, they're like, we'll do anything. Our last assets yeah. of this band, we don't care. Yeah. Have her. Take Please. her back somewhat. <laughs> yeah, we will we'll pay you. Yeah, we'll pay you to take her. And her family's her like, parents. no, we're rich. We don't need it. Yeah, we don't want this. Thank you. <laughs> this, not her. <laughs> her, <laughs> their daughter. <laughs> <laughs> and after a brief soundtrack chase scene the neptunes who indeed yes freed the ambassador he was running away with them are able to find some escape pods in the building again did jabber john know where these were and to use them before in a previous mm-hmm. escape probably and they zip away mm-hmm. and for some goddamn reason they're in two separate ones in one, it's Shelly, Clamhead, and Jabberjaw. And the other one, it's Biff, Bubbles, and the Ambassador. And they're like, you know, gearing up and like zooming out of the lair in these escape pod aqua cars. In maybe their hustle and bustle, they all jumped into these cars. And Biff was like trying to like get the Ambassador in there. For some reason, Bubbles is driving. One of the cars. Well, this isn't going to go well. And she literally immediately, they like just barely leave the like electric fence situation. And she has not just broken the gears, but has somehow ripped them out. Like we just see her look at Biff holding like the stick shift and all of the gears required. Am and I doing like, it right? Literally, yes, that. <laughs> essentially. And they just careen <laughs> into the seafloor. So. That happens. That was their plan. And meanwhile, Shelly is driving the other aqua car. And they are the ones being pursued by the guards But she, in this chase scene, unfortunately crashes it straight back into the building that they had just escaped from. Which one, maybe she's an alien and doesn't understand this human tech because this is the first time Mm -hmm. I've seen her drive. But two, like you mentioned in our first episode, this show really doesn't do anything good for women. Since in the span of 15 seconds, both of these women we see cannot drive cars. (laughs) Ugh, Lasai, 1970s cultural norms. Um, And unfortunately, where Shelly crashed was right into Commander Shark's lab, and they easily Mm. take the three of them, Shelly, Jabberjaw, and Clamhead prisoner. Yeah, no, it wasn't a good thing. It could be fortunate. She could have destroyed the lab, but also, no, they're prisoners now. They immediately could take take them prisoners. (laughs) Yes. Um, Like, they essentially... 
crash crash like, very cr- badly <laughs> just right into the prison essentially it's like right yeah. there they they just park the car in the cell this, yeah get launched <laughs> out from the crash and tumble straight behind bars <laughs> but the loss of the ambassador doesn't really shake commander shark too much because now instead of having one human to turn into a shark he has two new humans to turn into sharks. True, this is true. And a great white shark now who's prisoner and who maybe, just maybe, looks familiar, but can't <laughs> quite place how or where he knows this talking, air-breathing, great white shark. But somehow it's like, seems weird. familiar to him i could i could have sworn i created every talking air breathing great white <laughs> shark ever to exist but interesting this i just can't quite, can't quite put my finger on it <laughs> yeah there's something special about this one <laughs> and so we see shelly and Clamhead get locked into like these tube like devices essentially as clear tubes and we see Commander Shark pull a lever and we see basically them get like these huge like electric shocks go off. And when mm. it finally dies down, they're sharks. Oh, that was quick. It is just a pull of a lever in one of these tubes. You become a shark. And wow. also hilariously, instead of being the like sleek sharks like before, they're animated like Jabberjaw is. So not like oh. huge like he is. And they're not like blue and white like he is. They're gray. But they have like the huge noses, the huge like upper body, super tiny like triangle like <laughs> shape. Um, also, so we can keep them straight, they still have their human clothes on. Oh, good. <laughs> I was worried. Yeah. Not the V-necks? Not the deep no, V-necks? Not yet. Dang. Oh, oh, they haven't gone to cheer school yet. You have to graduate <laughs> yeah. first from Bring It On Academy. They were just born one day at a time. One exactly. Yep. Yeah. Um, Clamhead's hat is still on. Um, and uh, of course, Shelly has we lipstick get, we on. Get, we got to know who's who. Exactly. How else would we keep them apart? Um, yeah. Also, honestly, Jabberjaw is like not freaking out. I think he's like kind of happy that his best friends are now sharks like him it's like god life is going to be so much easier now now we'll all be discriminated against when we go places now we'll all have to stuff ourselves into suitcases and hide in luggage when we travel especially like you shelly who's abused me so much as like being a shark like getting your comeuppance my my dude it's like that book i don't know if you ever read it or heard of it black like me the white guy who like had a procedure done to like uh add pigmentation to his skin oh my god <laughs> and like document the experience oh and my god like a social study on racism in america it's like shelly now has to be a shark to understand what it's like to live life like a shark <laughs> and then yeah, she'll be is... way nicer to jab her jaw <laughs> exactly. like write policy papers on how to eradicate shark phobia <laughs> right when she takes over this world with her alien race sharks will be yes. uplifted as humans then get they down they'll be on. like lords exactly. <laughs> sharks will be like lords underneath yeah. them and then like clam or er, he's just happy that clam has a shark because it's his best friend 
So yeah, he's exactly. like, cool, we're going to hang out cool. even more. Nice. Um, but there's no time to waste. Commander Shark has decided, you know, he is a little upset about the ambassador being gone simply due to, again, he was like, well, I got two sharks now instead of one, but, you know, I did want to take over your country, so I do need this ambassador. Fair. But he was like, let's rewrite the plan if being a villain is is nothing but being flexible, you know? We're going to skip ahead about 89 steps and go to the main launch phase of this plan, um, cluing us into the fact that he has been doing this, I think, for a while. He does have some type of shark army, as we saw, because mm-hmm. we're jumping ahead to the main plan here, which is to use the shark army to a storm, the equivalent of this undersea world's United Nations meeting and kidnap gotcha. in Yikes. one fell shark swoop all world leaders at once. Okay, that, I mean... Classic. Like- I, that's a good way to get it done, I guess. Like, if you're exactly. going to do it, like, yeah, that has stop to drawing, kind of be your plan. Yeah, stop drawing attention to yourself by doing yeah. one by one. Exactly. Get them that's all tough. in one swoop. And then it becomes predictable. You, like, you create a trail, exactly. a path, a pattern, etc. Like, no, just get them all at once. Yeah, like, have, if the risk is higher, fingers, but the reward is greater. <laughs> high risk, high reward. We're going to have yeah. to do it at some point here. <laughs> and... Commander Shark knows how to take risks. Have you seen his mm-hmm. fashion risks? <laughs> Have you seen his fin? They're paying off. <laughs> uh, coming to a runway near you. Near you. Fall 2024 runways. Commander all Shark. Shark all of his henchmen, like in their flippers, like flopping down. Flopping. Down. <laughs> That's so loud. <laughs> He's like hear this high bass music, but just like the <laughs> over top of That's it. Definitely club scene, gritty, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But you know what? Yes. Again, high risk, high reward. <laughs> All press is good press. <laughs> so um Shelly and Clamhead are of course freaking the fuck out that they're sharks. And that they're basically being put in this shark army. Mm-hmm. Um, Commander Shark sends them off to kind of the shark army where there's basically a shark boot camp going on. <laughs> this and is how like, you get your green and white V-neck. <laughs> this is their cheer camp. Yeah. <laughs> Ready? Okay. <laughs> okay. Sharks flying through the air. <laughs> through the um, water. I, oh, pom-poms yes. in their fins. <laughs> <laughs> a pyramid of sharks sure Sounds it's terrifying. cold in here there must be some sharks in the atmosphere <laughs> they're like clapping with their little fins <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. but unfortunately it's not happy-go-lucky cheer camp uh, it instead is low key terrifying. It's a bunch of sharks like succeeding in an obstacle course of like oh, no. swimming in and out of like a bunch of like challenging, I don't know, just like, you know, swimming in and out of tires, like getting over obstacles, ripping oh. things to shreds. It's <laughs> like. <laughs> the camera just pans over and shows a shark like ripping apart. <laughs> Uh, yes, the training is going well. 
<laughs> he's like ripping apart the pom-pom of like the opposing team and the team like member of the opposing team <laughs> right the pom-poms like, all that's left flying <laughs> like i don't remember the teams from bring it on like the two schools like the, the clovers the clovers are one of them yeah yeah the, i don't well, remember the, that i guess one. Everyone remembers, like, the evil team. No one remembers. (laughs) Which, I mean, Clover's there wearing green. They were obviously the more fun team. And so, yeah, that's absolutely what's happening. He's just ripping to shreds. (laughs) The other teammates. (laughs) We see, like, the sharks doing, like, a little cheer pyramid. (laughs) It's like... On the top difference. of each other. The difference from like a cheer pyramid jumping through tires and then like <laughs> ripping apart someone. A human body. Yeah. This is what, yeah, what sharks train for. Normal. Give us cool, a cool. D. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes. Also, as a side note, cool. Do you remember, so context for everyone, Bert and I went to the same all-girls high school. Do you remember that one of the cheers would be from, like, an opposing, like, co-ed school? They'd be like, we have boys. <laughs> and then our Catholic yeah. school would be, we have Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we won. <laughs> take that. Um, but also, so, yeah. like, what if... A lot of co-ed schools are Catholic. <laughs> what if they were like, so do we? <laughs> like, damn. They're right. We have cookies? Is that in the sharks? Yeah. <laughs> um, Get them. I'm glad you mentioned that, too, because it's very funny that Shark Commander Shark's colors are green and yellow because yes, our high school colors high school were color. green and yellow or green and gold. <laughs> so this whole time, I am imagining them in like our high school like jerseys or something. <laughs> yeah. Also, isn't isn't it like bring it on and then bring it on like yeah. again and then this is bring it on again again underwater underwater <laughs> yeah. bring it underwater. <laughs> yes go commander shark yeah there's like an arm sticking out of his leg or out of his mouth (laughs) of his mouth yeah Um, wait but he's but he's a human right oh no it's not going to the army sharks oh uh, they make yeah they were cheering for commander shark Got you. Very okay. Captain, nice. Obviously. I see. Cool. Uh-huh. Um, but <laughs> this is like a wide open cheer camp situation. So, oh, okay. um, uh, Clamhead, Shelly, and Jabberjaw just swim away. <laughs> <laughs> it was like an open air boot camp cheer camp situation. Like, like. <laughs> Like that's not our scene. Let's yeah. go. One of the sh- there was like a fight near the pyramids. Being like Becky, I get to be top of the pyramid, pushing her off. Shark fight <laughs> starts, and the, the like shark, shark like referees fight. have shark to come fight. in. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, so they just um, straight up 
swim away. Um, and they oh, yeah. are able to pretty easily find the downed aqua car that Biff <laughs> is trying to fix because Bubbles broke it. And we know mm-hmm. Biff knows cars. Um, and as they swim up, of course, they all scream because J- Jabberjaw and two unknown sharks are suddenly speeding at them. Yeah. But, of course, they quickly realize it's Shelly and Clamhead in shark form. They explain what happened. And they explain the plot to mass abduct the underwater UN meeting. Um, and the ambassador who is headed to that meeting tells them where it was, a.k.a. Aquatina, um, and basically says, oh. like, you three sharks will get there faster. This car is fucking broken because of bubbles. Y'all need to get there ASAP and warn everyone. Hmm. So, yes, Shark Shelly, Shark Clam, and always Shark Jabberjaw <laughs> zip off through the open ocean to get to Aquatina, which they do. And arriving in the city, they skirt the robot guards, the the shark ejectors, um, mm-hmm. and because uh, they're three sharks, they're able to bust into this meeting um, and break directly into kind of like the main gathering. Which, of course, everyone starts fucking screaming because three yeah. sharks just <laughs> launch themselves into this like. <laughs> high security meeting um robots start swarming the room to take away these three sharks and as they're being dragged out of the room shark shelly is screaming like no you don't understand you're all in danger from commander shark don't take us away you'll you'll be sorry that you've done this you'll be sorry which like when replayed in court Will not make them look more innocent. No, 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 no. Although I guess they don't really know it's her. I will, they can find out. But yeah. Yeah. Either way, like this mission to prove her innocence is not going well. She's going to have to alien sway a lot of people that that was not a threatening statement. Yeah. (laughs) Against a room of world leaders. Yeah. Good luck. Yep. So, they go back to Biff Bubbles and the ambassador to be like, eh, they kicked us out. What are we supposed to do now? Now what? <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, Biff Bubbles and the ambassador tell them that while they were gone, they watched Commander Shark and all of the shark armies swim out of the headquarters, this electric fence delayer thing, and that this horde are all on their way to Aquatina. Hmm. But this also means that the building is empty. So first plan of action is they go back in and in the lab, they switch Shelly and Clamhead back to being humans. Um, okay. Of course, Shelly and Clamhead are very stoked about this. Jabberjaw, I think, is sad and dismayed. And I imagine... Again, something deep within him is stirring when he sees this. Like, there's a reverse button. Why do I care about a reverse Wait, button? Yeah. <laughs> huh. Huh. I never thought about if I were human. Human. Huh. huh. Anyways, what were we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like forgets again. <laughs> Shakes it off. Now he has short-term memory loss. Exactly. So like, yeah, okay, on to the next ongoing. thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I feel like that's we've seen that throughout so far with Jabberjaw yes. constantly. 
he does not a big head injury that happened yeah (laughs) um and so now with this empty building the armory is also unmanned so they go on in they grab some spare some spare spear ended nets that we saw at the beginning um and biff is able to grab hotwire one of the other aqua pod cars that were there and they head in the direction of the shark army of course with biff driving not freaking bubbles they're able to not only catch up to this giant shark army but to lay a trap in which basically they start dropping the nets onto commander shark's ship this time but as we saw earlier the actual sharks know how to rip through shit so they just start ripping all of the nets that they brought with them and just shredding them and now these real sharks are now chasing the neptunes Um, yeah and while because they were also all like they got into their scuba gear to deploy all of the nets so all of the cheerleader sharks are chasing down (laughs) the humans Mm -hmm. um and in this moment i think commander shark from his main ship realizes why he recognizes jabberjaw because he starts exclusively going after jabberjaw I think mm. he was one of the world, one of the original experiments. Previously, as a human, Jabberjaw was one of the undersea world's most exclusive, elusive agents. Ooh. Commander Shark kidnapped him and turned him into a shark in order to have him be one of his agents, but he was too powerful. He didn't just turn into a regular shark. He turned into a goddamn 15 foot great white shark <laughs> with secret agent training. Yes. So, oh no. He was able to escape while still, again, retaining his human memories, which we do know happens when you get turned into a shark here. Mm-hmm. And in a blaze of glory, he escapes. But this is now too dangerous. This agent is now triply dangerous because he's a fucking shark. So yeah. the world governments go on high alert to track this down. And the commander didn't recognize Jabberjaw at first because the shark who escaped, the shark he knew, wasn't this fucking dopey-ass shark (laughs) who doesn't have a good memory, plays the drums, (laughs) but was once a killer. And it turns out, is still a killer. (laughs) Because, again, Commander Shark is just tailing Jabberjaw. And so Jabberjaw, thinking quickly, zooms into a giant cave, which the ship follows him into. But being much more agile than a ship, Jabberjaw zooms back out of and like throws boulders in front of the cave, ensuring that Commander Shark and his whole crew can never get out again. And then we cut to the Neptunes getting thanked by the UN. So presumably Commander Shark and his crew are slowly starving to death in this. Yeah, that's cave. torture. He doesn't yeah. just kill them. He tortures them. That's a yeah. slow, horrible death. Like, like a well-trained agent would. This is true. This is true. Mm-hmm. He's like, technically, I didn't kill any of them. They're all going to kill each other from starvation <laughs> and wanting to eat something and just anger and mutiny and this trap situation and loss of oxygen and dehydration. Exactly. Yeah. None of Jabber those things Jabber. are called Jabberjaw. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Jabberjaw is like my 
fin prints are on nothing. Aren't on it. <laughs> yeah. He My looks, fins are clean. He looks All of our and hands are clean. That his fin prints have been burnt away a long time ago. <laughs> He's like, My fin prints are clean because for some reason I've never had them. And he like tries <laughs> to remember. And like, he only gets weird. splashes of like pouring acid onto his fins, which is like a quick flash and like a shiver down his spine. I also imagine that he gets random flashes of like being on assignment somewhere. And while he's waiting for the mission to begin, he's like in some hideaway place, just watching episodes of the Three Stooges. And looking, <laughs> what's he called with Rodney Dangerfield, like over yeah. and over. And so that's yeah, like he in his like sniper's like, like yeah. nest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that's all the only entertainment he has it's like stuck on those two shows over and over and it's exactly what he was watching when like a rival secret agent like was finally able to sneak up from behind and like smack him in this shark form as giving like, him the, you know, uh-huh, this the is the only thing he remembers yes. he's like stuck in a loop yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> takeaway well okay i guess i'll finish of like yes they're all given medals of being heroes of saving all saving the un they play a gig right there which i imagine they're like great thanks for the medals it's our time to shine (laughs) biff is like guys now get them out we practice for this exactly so that is how it ends but i think our main takeaways are yes just the fact that it would seem possibly everyone in the neptunes is a criminal <laughs> of like some Our main takeaway yeah 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 or has a less than less than great motives we'll, yeah. we'll say that like, i guess very... being an alien in shelly's case isn't you know it's not a crime but clearly but she, her like... goal is to take over the <laughs> like the band the neptunes <laughs> is truly just a cover story so they all have alibis at all times <laughs> but bubbles is so dumb that she does think it's a real band <laughs> and like they accidentally got really famous and like yeah it's just been falling apart again like their cover stories are all day like, by day yeah like t- slowly disintegrating because the band is falling apart they can't keep up their star power like yeah. the pressure of a double life is just getting too much for all of them at this point except for bubbles who's been living one life the who whole time has no clue actually no this is who i am yeah. um and yes obviously all their double lives is kind of how you said earlier how they're always being they always wind up where criminals are and villains exactly. are because half the time the criminals are like actually trying to take them out and they yes. yeah they're like man this you're right this is getting a little stressful to keep up this whole thing but then the authorities <laughs> always think they're superheroes because they stop the crime but it's because it's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend type of thing. Like, no, these are two evil groups fighting each other. The Neptunes are horrible people too. <laughs> but the police don't know that. So they're just like, eh, they're, t- they're taking down the baddie of the week. So I don't care. <laughs> this is so fucked, but it's essentially like <laughs> the U.S. is like war, quote unquote, war on drugs, a.k.a. like flooding our streets with drugs and letting <laughs> gangs fight gangs. Like, exactly. they'll take each other out. 
yeah. we'll keep the flow going. It's like why they exactly. arrest mobs for so long, like all of this yeah. stuff. They're just like, right. they'll take care of themselves somehow here. Exactly. It's like, yeah. eh, we'll, we'll win out in the end. It's fine. And yeah. if not, they'll, they'll pay us to like get away with stuff. So, hey. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a win-win We'll, we'll for take bribes. Yeah. 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 And maybe actually they keep bubbles around because like she's the only one who like can give them plausible deniability because she is so stupid that like she yeah. just doesn't realize that like everything they're doing has like an undercurrent of crime and like ulterior motives to it. Um, and so that's why they're also so desperate to hang on to the band is because they're like, yeah, if this band falls apart, all of our covers, man, they're all fucking they're blown. blown. They're all yeah. out of here. And I think that's also why Shelly doesn't do a solo act is because she's like, I need them. I need these fucking yeah. idiots to help me do my recon. Like, yeah, too, it's too hard in a solo act. Like, I, I got lost without them. them. Yeah, yeah, the plan exactly. cannot go forward without them. Mm. Yep. And they're too so. dumb to realize it, man. <laughs> well, <laughs> great so, job. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for sticking with that very episode. That was mainly speculation and a lot of questions. That's fair. I mean, you know, we have to just work with what these writers give us. They're not giving us much. Like, we have to speculate and make up what these characters' lives are about because it just wouldn't make sense. It still doesn't make sense. But they gave us a blow up shark doll. I forgot about that almost. That is what they gave us this episode. That is what we, that's where we're starting at here. So, yeah. Yeah. And he called it a male shark distractor, too, right? Like, an inflatable shark deceiver or something like that just yeah wow that's yeah you know what good for those writers getting that in there <laughs> clear, clear there was no review process of these scripts clearly no I mean, yeah the episodes would make some bit of sense if there were <laughs> no yeah <laughs> like yeah, okay you've got something that we can put on tv and put ads on cool pop it in yeah, pop it on there <laughs> no we're doing yep. it we're going let's go yep. fuck around and find out let's go so yes yep. so that was this week's episode um excellent great job again, great job thank you thanks again mm-hmm. for everyone for sticking with me through that um i was in a it was a wild situation we got through it um and next week will be our hundredth episode which yeah. is, is very exciting and very special and we're yes, very honored hard to believe I know it feels like it's gone very quickly. And so Mm -hmm. we will be doing not, we'll be doing a very special episode. Won't be a Jabberjaw. We will return Mm -hmm. to finish our Jabberjaw arc after episode 100. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you only have to go a week without this. This. We're (laughs) essentially what happened was we were like, we need a week off from this show. (laughs) before we finish Use and we're sure you guys do excuse. too just kidding just kidding yes, no. No, we, uh, but actually it doesn't hurt either though yeah, i mean not mad i'm not <laughs> mad that we don't have to spend our 100th episode anniversary with jabber job trying to decipher an episode of jabber yeah exactly yeah. but yes next week will be a very special episode um mm-hmm. to celebrate our 100th episode we think you all yes. will be extremely excited we think pretty much all of you have seen what we will be covering most likely mm-hmm. um Probably. it is in every moment iconic um mm-hmm. we're thrilled about it and between now and that very special 100th episode who mm-hmm. should our listeners and viewers tell about this podcast <laughs> um 
this week, man, you know, these episodes always distract me so much that I like can't <laughs> even think back about like, God, what happened in the episode? Who should they mm-hmm. tell? Mm-hmm. So I am going to say this week, tell a uh, shark trainer. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure there's some famous ones or they're on like Instagram or X or whatever the hell now. So, and I'm yeah. sure that uh, Commander Shark had to probably hire at least a couple of shark trainers to run that cheer camp. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He turned them into sharks so that they could then better train <laughs> sharks. Exactly. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Who should they tell? Mm-hmm. Um, I think after that, you should tell some cheerleaders who you know. <laughs> Did you nice. know some cheerleaders in high school? Did you know yeah. folks from Bring It On? Like, yeah. who, what, where, when, why, how? If you know a cheerleader, let them yeah. know. Yours is better than mine because people are way more likely to know cheerleaders than they are shark trainers. We don't know. We don't know that information. Yeah, I, I don't know your life, but whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. Um, amazing. Well, uh, we'll see y'all next week for our hundredth episode. Hundredth episode. Cool. All right, we'll see you then. Till then. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Saturday Morning Mysteries. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, rate, review, leave us a like, and drop a comment. We post episodes every Saturday and bonus tune tangents whenever we feel like it. So please subscribe so you don't miss the shenanigans. And if you want to follow us on YouTube, click the bell under the YouTube subscribe button to receive notifications when new videos are posted. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, we have no idea what you're listening to us on. So just hit the big subscribe button on whatever app you're using. We, we believe in you. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at SatmornMist, all the abreeds. And let us know if you have any episode or show requests by emailing SaturdayMorningMysteries at gmail.com. Thanks to Jenna Kendall for the logo design and to Ava Sakiki for the music used during this week's episode. See y'all groovy kids next week on Saturday Morning Mysteries.